0: Welcome to The OCD Bitch, the show where we take an in-depth, episode-by-episode look at the seminal, an underrated prime-type soap opera of the early aughts, The O.C. I'm your host for the evening, Mike Gravagna, and with me, as always, is my pal, Ryan.
1: Hey, Mike. It's a a real pleasure to be here tonight on such a special occasion.
0: Is it a special occasion?
1: We're talking about an episode of The O.C.
0: That's true. Yeah. It's always a special occasion when you and I get together, watch an episode, and then run right to the recording room.
1: And after this, I... uh... This is in a different studio with a different company and I wasn't supposed to tell you about this but I am doing an episode of the OCDD where we're going to talk about this episode that we're recording right now.
0: And are you a special guest on that show? Yes, they
1: they okay. like they got me as a celebrity fill-in. I'm not at, like I wouldn't actually be the host or creator okay. of that show.
0: That would be sad.
1: I know, that would be rough. Bad. I talk about other people's stuff, not my people's stuff.
0: So you're get they're going to interview like the
1: the nitty-gritty? Yeah, I'm going to, you know, tell them how it works and how we... Like, what a regular day is here at the studio.
0: What what exclusives do you think you're going to give them?
1: Uh, like, the type of food that we eat. You know, like, the board buys us one giant sandwich every day. And mm-hmm. it's delicious, Party sub. We can't cut it up. We can all each take one part, mm-hmm. you know, and we usually give you all the tomatoes. And you have to eat a six-foot sub's
0: worth of tomatoes every day. It sucks is... I love tomatoes. Still? I'm now deathly allergic to tomatoes. Hold on. You're saying that if you eat too much of something, you then
1: become permanently allergic to it? Yes. Is that how people are allergic to bee stings? Yes. Just way too many Just bee Just too many bee stings. How many bee stings does it take to get allergic to a Tootsie Roll Pop? 17. 17, yeah.
0: That grizzly man, he became allergic to bears because yes. he was around bears
1: too much. Or at least allergic to getting eaten by bears. Yeah. He died.
0: I'd be fine because yeah. I've never been around a bear. I barely think they are real. Bears or
1: elephants, I think, that if you get allergic to them, you go into elephant shock. And that's that's rough for you. Mm-hmm.
0: It is rough. A lot of things are rough for me right now. <laughs> Listening to that, maybe that was rough.
1: Oh, OCDD is going to hear a lot about how you're treating me right now. <laughs> yeah, how much is this just a bitch sesh for you? Yeah, probably. And that's I don't know if that's what they want, but it's what they're going to get.
0: Yeah. Are they? What do you think? Are they freaking out now? Do you think they normally sometimes they tear us apart because we phone it in? Uh huh. Every once in a while, we just both call. Into the studio. Uh-huh.
1: Both in our studio rooms. We're 20 feet away. And we both call each other, so it's just busy signals. Uh-huh. The episode's an hour of busy signals. Just,
0: ah! And then the transcript of what we're saying and thinking in our rooms, because we type those up. Right. To be read later. Um... So they don't like those, but right now, dude, are they going to play hardball, Chris Matthews style with you, or are they going to be easy? What do you think they're freaking out about most? I mean, they keep calling me a celebrity
1: guest, mm-hmm. and both of those words are very true about me. So I think that they'll go easy. My one fear is that I, and I just looked this up, the show OCDD is about the Orange County Daredevil that is running around. And so I don't know if they care about what I have to say at all, unless they think that I am the one, the only Orange County Daredevil.
0: Is there like a mutual friend? They're like, oh, the OCD guy. I know how I could get him. Yeah, and they did no research. Right, like good podcasters. Because we're not. We can't all be Sarah Koenig. Sarah yeah. Koenig making a Murdoch.
1: Ugh. Sorry.
0: Ugh. Like Rupert,
1: is she responsible for his career? Like Matt Murdoch, you fat Murdoch.
0: See, you said doc c h the German. Oh, you heard doc, the you heard the, the inflection I made. Yes. I
1: apologize. I apologize to you and then all the people who get offended because of
0: Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. I think it's most
1: of us these days. Tyler, the guy who plays Superman on the CW? Uh-huh. What's his name?
0: Don't make me say it. <laughs> I heard somebody say it uh, on a Superhero Hour a few weeks back, yeah? and I was like, oh, because <laughs> it is not Hochulin. Wait, is that what you
1: thought? No. <laughs> wow.
0: Because uh- it's Hawklin. Everybody I would see those letters and say, that's Hawklin.
1: It's Hawklin. But uh, I'm surprised you even got the Tyler right. Twiler. <laughs> there you go.
0: Toilet, hocklin.
1: I got to go pee in the toiler.
0: He does not like that. He's asking me to stop numerous times.
1: On the Tyler is bad enough, but in the toiler, in that's
0: the toiler. Where, where? What are you doing? Is he asleep? I hope. It's a Saw situation, <laughs> like most of my celebrities' guests. And most of your situations. Yeah. Saw? Mm-hmm. I've seen Saw, and that's how I live. See Saw, live Saw. I, I, yeah. When I see Saw, I think there's too many ups and downs, you know? Do you want to know what's going on tonight on The O.C., Ryan? Sure. Tonight on The O.C., the boys head to Vegas for Cal's Batch Patch, and Seth finds a new lady who may be trouble. Meanwhile, Marissa finds out Teresa's secret, and Julie wants strippers. All that and more on tonight's The O.C.D. Ryan, we're going to start like we always do and talk about what everybody's doing at the beginning of the episode.
1: Okay. So I think that, if I remember correctly, Seth, has made a seesaw out mm. of deep-fried potatoes? Yes. He is on his teeter-totter, tater-totter?
0: He's on his teeter-totter, tater-totter. Okay.
1: I just thought of that during the break, and <laughs> I can't waste that. Like, what do you want, me- you want me to think that and not say it, Mike?
0: Well, he made his teeter-totter, tater-totter, and he's also been schooling Ryan on the Showtime show, so he's become a teeter-totter, tater-totter, tutor tutor. <laughs> and all of that is happening. And he wakes up in a nervous sweat uh, screaming so, that.
1: we I going to move on? You don't want me to add to that?
0: No, please, try. No, I, I can't. I was just going to give you shit for wanting to move on. Uh, interrupt me like in an hour with whatever the next version Kay. of it is. Uh, Seth and Ryan are now bunking out in Seth's room because Teresa has the pool house, even though you know there's eight other bedrooms. But this is what makes Seth happiest, is a buddy. And he, I can't tell if it's early, early morning or late at night that he wakes Ryan up by saying, are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? Can we talk about girls? Are you awake?
1: What it seems like is roughly 8 Uh p.m. Because they go downstairs and Teresa is just living a life.
0: Every damn light in the house is on. (laughs) and so,
1: But that does sort of make sense to me that Ryan Atwood is already the kind of guy who is in bed at 8 up at 5.
0: Well, yeah, when you're waking up at 4 to do salmon ladders (laughs) and then at 5 to do your second workout, you got to go to bed at 8. You just drink that big kale smoothie there's no way Atwood wouldn't have gotten super into CrossFit years later right mm-hmm. because he kind of invented it
1: he wears leather bracelets his so.
0: model house workout is what
1: CrossFit was based on so is CrossFit just something that you give a lot of money to and they tell you just work out with things in
0: your home yeah that's what it is you I you just hand over like a stack of 80 20s and then the guy looks around and goes ah push that truck uh, pick that grass one by one standing on your head. I always thought it was like you wanted to be the specific
1: kind of rift that Jesus was. Like That dude was CrossFit. Oh, fit. Jesus
0: did CrossFit, for sure. And, and that's that's how you graduate every level, is how long can you just crucify for a while. <laughs> that's that's rough. You do not want to find out what it takes to get a brown belt and CrossFit.
1: I think that, yeah. Uh, even on the first level, my belt would be covered in brown. Yeah, My pants, I'd have brown pants, brown socks, brown everything.
0: Everybody's arc is different, so you'd become a brown belt day one. Brown right. belt is the lowest
1: belt. Do you know what it takes the kind of either disease or skill to get poop on your belt?
0: <laughs> like, that's hard. <laughs> that's baby skill, adult disease. Exactly. That, that arc there.
1: That's how we separate the two of us. I mostly have baby skill. You mostly have disease.
0: Yeah. Well, I was happy about that for a second. <laughs> I'm very sick. You have to wait till
1: I finish my sentences, Mike. They're almost all insults to you.
0: You just say the two of us, and I'm just like, I'm proud. We're good. So, yeah, they wake up. Teresa is, she just keeps screaming about her bakery. I'm working at a bakery, though we never see... Maybe some bakeries serve food. I would call it a cafe. I don't know if I'm picking nits. It's
1: closer to a cafe. No, I think that we could spend probably six, seven minutes on this. Uh, It's definitely closer to a cafe. Also, Little Miss uh, didn't graduate high school, 17 years old, with no work experience. You work at a bakery, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You should not be complaining.
0: Though $11 a day in tips is crazy low.
1: Yeah, that's not great. For
0: Newport? Is it because they they smell chino on her,
1: <laughs> which is her perfume? Um, you need you're you're gonna need some more experience before you get one of those uh, restaurants on PCH jobs. So work yes. at the bakery for a little bit. Yeah, take your eighty two cent tips and turn it into eighty two dollar tips. Get get that resume a
0: in. So she's just wide awake because it's eight p.m. Uh, the boys are very bad at hardying because they do not see just the pregnancy test that's on top of, or that she's super flustered. Maybe they're like, oh, because we're walking to her room in the middle of the night when she should be asleep at 7 p.m.
1: And just real quick, because we're going to hit this a couple of times tonight, um, is the actress, maybe we've already gone over this, is the actress that plays Teresa the worst in the world, or is Teresa just the fucking most obvious Facial actor of all time. You can't say shit to this girl without her face screaming everything she's thinking.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, we often ask actors to do two things at once on their face, but we don't mean, like, write it in Sharpie, which is what, they walked in there like, how's your night? And she just mouthed, I'm pregnant over and over and over again. Should she be, like, a chaplain type? Like, silent film actress? Yeah, also, if you were mouthing other things, you wouldn't be pregnant. Ow! I don't get it. (laughs)
1: Who's and what? Don't worry about it.
0: Uh, So she's pregnancy test. I think it's super early in the morning because... That's your deep dig analyzation. She's pregnancy test. I think it is analyzing because I don't... That's subtextual. Nowhere in the film is it shown. You know, maybe if she did more analyzing, she wouldn't be pregnant. I don't get it. No, yeah. It's fine. They go in the breakfast nook and Sandy and Kirsten are there cooking dinner Mm -hmm. because that's what time it is. And... Who brings up the Vegas? I don't remember how suddenly they're all just, Sandy loves the Vegas. This is a new part of Sandy Cohen.
1: Yes. Were you surprised? Surprising, yeah, because, well, I think that there may be a couple of ways to do the Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, Sandy may have only done it as an affluent Newportian. And so he knows, you know, it's like golf courses and penthouses and high stakes Mahjong. Uh, Whereas we don't really go to the Vegas anymore because when we did it, we were broke and it was, you know, uh, giving hand jobs in the back of alleys and a ton of time at a strip club. Barfing on strippers in the back of alleys. Barfing on strippers in the back of alleys.
0: Uh, I don't know. The way the glint in his eye lets you know he's dirtbagged some Vegas. You think so? I think so. And that Bronxian comes out in him and he's just like, I want to play quarters in the streets. Not high end mahjong. This is street level mahjong.
1: (laughs) Which that's where you play, but like, there's a rat that's a dealer.
0: Uh huh. It's Rizzo. He's hitting on hard times. When was the last Muppet movie you saw Rizzo in?
1: Also, he's walking here.
0: He is always walking here, and that's him and Sandy relate.
1: All New Yorkers are always walking here.
0: They don't believe in fossil fuel.
1: Who is driving all these transport. cars if all New Yorkers are always walking here?
0: Michiganders. Ah, uh, damn it! And no, but they bitch they're like they're just here for Times Square, which I have to walk here. So, Julie, to punish Cal for having a secret bachelor party, makes him take his grandson, who is underage. His second grandson, who he hates, who is underage. Well, he hates both of them. His son-in-law, who he hates. Her ex-husband, who he really hates.
1: Who has now, at this point, fucked both of his daughters.
0: (laughs) Because. Just like Cal. (laughs) Because Julie has the real power, even though Cal has the power. She says, you have to do this. And he just goes.
1: uh, but I think, too, that uh, throughout this episode, we learned that Cal isn't, has never been great at things. Yeah. And has trumped his way through life. Or he's down on the rocks. What uh-huh. do you call it? He's, he's not, down on the rocks. He's on the rocks, which means he's not neat. Both of those are true. Um, and so he he's kind of being sloppy because he just doesn't want he's to desperate. get caught. You yeah. know, he is he's being sneaky until he so grease all this shit so people don't get suspicious. That's not a good thing. Play, I've never Cal. gone
0: out of town with you and then try to sneak away from you the whole time. That's got it. you're doubling down on suspicions there,
1: right? Well, plus we do that uh, baby Bjorn handle or like way of traveling. Yeah. So one Baby's of us is always <clears throat> attached to the other.
0: <clears throat> uh, Ryan tells Marissa about everybody asks like Vegas is the red light district of Amsterdam, mm. and maybe we really do Vegas wrong because I have never known it to be that, but. And mate, is this the most high school thing this show has ever done, is that the girls freak out that the boys are going to Vegas, like they're just going to automatically get everybody pregnant?
1: I guess. <laughs> I mean, it, I would say that it's half, they're going to party a whole bunch and like cheat on us, which mm. is ridiculous, because again, they are like 15 or 16 years old.
0: Of course they should be cheating on everybody.
1: Although, in the world of the show where they actually are 15 or 16 and look like this, as opposed to just talking about how the actors are actually uh-huh. older... They could get away with a lot in Vegas if they you look do. like that. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, everything slides by that happens.
1: You, uh, if you go to gamble and you look like that, and we did this, we were we looked older than we were when we were their age, mostly because of weight. Stuff. You're you're gambling on like machines or something that you can't get busted for, and you're hoping for a specific kind of win. Uh-huh. You don't want to lose all your money, but there's also a win that's too high that now you can't keep your money. Right. So you want like just give me uh, uh, for every dollar I put in, like give me back a dollar fifty. That's it. If you, if you get the $100,000, now you're fucked.
0: That's also what the casinos want, is what you just explained. Just right. enough to keep them going for fucking hours.
1: Yeah, so it all works out. The other half of that, besides them cheating, is uh, unfair fun levels. Uh-huh. Like, I think that's a little bit about what they're complaining about, is like that sucks. And this is the same thing with Julie, too. I
0: think Julie is the only one, she's mature enough to articulate it where the 15-year-olds are not. They don't even know why they're bothered yet.
1: Plus, it's awesome for Julie, because she sort of knows she lives in the world of this show, uh-huh. and so she can say something like, I want a huge bachelorette party
0: tomorrow, and tomorrow. it can just happen. Well, at this point, other than when the show demands Kirsten says she hates Julie, the way they talk, it's the easiest, breeziest of the two of them talking to anybody. At some point, the actresses had to have become best friends, because I, when the two of them are hanging out, I'm delighted Mm. now, because they hate Newport in different ways, but together, and they know their odd couple role, because she's like, bottomless margaritas, and all the dick I could dong, (laughs) and Kirsten's like, well, but she knows she's supposed to say well three times, and then throw her hands up, and be like, we'll see. Like sort of a crappy genie. Yeah. Um, The other thing that the two of
1: them do great is that they drop their facade, their Newport facades, Mm -hmm. to a certain level they do not get real with Mm-mm. each other because they don't want the other one to know... It's
0: the best kind of friend.
1: Yeah, but it's much, they drop the facades much more than if those other noopsies were right, around. Right, think that is impressive as an actress.
0: Yeah, that yeah, yeah, you can have those layers. Uh, one of my favorite OC lines, and funny, and it lets you forget how evil Julie is, uh, and I kind of wish we lived in an alternate world where Julie was just a Kimmy Gibbler, not the villain. Because uh, Kirsten says... Julie, we are smart, sophisticated women. We don't need naked strangers to be entertained. And without a beat, she goes, I'm not as smart as you.
1: (laughs) Fuck yeah. That's the best OC joke they've ever had. Because that's a facade to drop. For a lot of girls, for a lot of noopsies, rather, Julie would like them to think that she's as smart as they are. Mm -hmm. But she's not as smart as Kirsten. Everyone knows it. Why keep it up? Real quick, though, um, Gibbler is a two-syllable word. Please do not add that third syllable again. Gibbler. That's gross to me. Like that makes me nauseous. Please don't say Kimmy Gibbler again.
0: It's how my people do it. You throw a hand up in the middle and go Gibbler. Your people being idiots. Idiots uh, from Italy. The other super OC line in figuring out Seth. Finally, I think the more like m- the more Marissa makes fun of him lovingly, I think the show gets that he is not charming, that he is dumb. He thinks he's funny, but the world does not because he is Sandy's son. Uh, he was talking to Summer, and it is very serious, but he's not. Super selfish Seth right here. He says, even though you ignore me in the halls and haven't been turning my calls, I did not mean to rhyme there. And that got me. Most Seth's joke are dumb, but that fucking nailed it.
1: Yeah. Did this episode also have the pudding line? Yes. Okay. So that's a Seth thing that you're right. That one was good because it felt very natural. But then there's the other type of Seth thing where now we're up against it. Like... Putting doing that pudding thing is good. Yeah. You're, as an actor, you're adding stuff to the dialogue, but oh, this is getting real Sethy right now.
0: It feels like he did it once, and then the next time they did it, he's like, I'll double down. Just in case you haven't seen this episode
1: in 15 years, um, Seth brings up pudding, and he talks about how much he loves the word, and then just says it over and pudding. over again. Pudding. pudding.
0: And he's pudding. He's
1: big. like He talks yeah. about that Jay Leno uh-huh. boyfriend, Danny. but Seth does also have a bigness to him.
0: Well, that's why he hates Danny. You hate what you are. hmm That's why you hate me. (laughs) You hate what you are. So, just before we move on, setting up what Teresa is saving money to move to Atlanta. We heard she has a cousin there. And I like it. At first, I was mad at the cousin. And then I went, that tracks. Uh, Her cousin's like, hey, you can come live here. Pay your own way. You can definitely live in my house, but you cannot freeload. That's a good family relationship instead of saying, come here, and then throwing things at the person when they don't help out. One,
1: um, I think that I. I'd like to think that I have open arms to my family, but I rarely have an extra 800 bucks for somebody's travel. Uh, And two, it sets a
0: precedent. Mm -hmm. Here are the
1: limits of what you can expect from me. I love
0: limits. Mm -hmm. Just open, bold limits. So when everybody's moving, the boys are, Seth is going to sell his boat or Mm -hmm. uh, give her a thousand dollars to help. Marissa's raising money and Ryan's like, oh, count cards again. I guess we're supposed to remember he used to be able to count cards. So that's where everybody's at, but we can't just go. We can't these kids can't just go to the Vegas. No. We have to have a whole
1: plan. It's not like an Ocean's 11 heist plan, but it they not quite. they're going to make on this trip uh, almost like Little Cal Juniors. They have a whole plan where they're going to raise all this money to uh pay for Teresa's baby travel, abortion, something. And Marissa and Seth definitely have the motivation cuz it gets Teresa the fuck mm-hmm. out of dodge.
0: And then the person they love could be there. Uh, let's, when we come back, we're going to dig into Teresa and Marissa. So we jumped ahead a little because we went from nobody knowing Teresa's pregnant to everybody knowing and figuring out ways to raise money. The way she figures out is Marissa and Teresa bond every once in a while because why not be friends with your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend who lives with him? Everybody's fine with that situation. Uh, I've learned it's not good to not tell your significant other that one of your roommates used to be somebody you dated. Because it will only be way, way worse. Mm -hmm. So just truth. Say, hey, the Coens took her in. Which is gibberish for most people, but makes sense for Ryan. Uh, Marissa and Teresa hanging out. And then she's like, do you want sushi? And lists off other things. She's like, oh, don't want that, don't want that. Couldn't eat raw fish. She's like, do you want a drink? We could go a little crazy. Couldn't drink anything but iced tea. She wants somebody to know, right? Yes.
1: I think that that's the best way to put it. It's very easy to watch Teresa in the scene dozens of times, as many times as I've seen this episode, and think that Teresa is either a moron or a bad actress. But what becomes clear is that she is totally alone.
0: She's a 17-year-old who needs to unload.
1: And has nobody to do that on. And I know that Marissa isn't the best choice, but she's also a little confused about what to do with Ryan because yeah. she doesn't want to ruin his life. She's going to need help raising a baby. Yeah, That's a lot of things to think about. And so what we do is... We have a play. I'm going to say we have a play on the uh, typical pregnant scene, because usually when characters are pregnant, the writers do a bunch of dramatic irony, Uh and they say all those things, but no other character realizes it. Right. Sick in the morning, can't drink, then we know, but Mm -hmm. nobody else does. But Marissa just sits there and just lists off, to do that night, all of the things that pregnant people can't. I
0: don't know, get punched in the stomach, (laughs) belly flops. Uh, And Marissa says, does the, what, are you pregnant? And... Goes no wait you're pregnant, uh, and then Teresa starts to talk, and then Marissa cuts her off and goes hey if you don't want to talk about it she obviously did and then Teresa just rubs so obvious Marissa now is the one who does not want to talk about it also flipping that normal pregnancy scene in the soap I thought it was handled really well writing wise
1: maybe the dramatic irony is that uh, we get to have we get to let Teresa unload mm. on. Uh Marissa's front, and maybe if Teresa wa- got unloaded on her front more often, she wouldn't be pregnant. Um, I don't get it. We know because we're OC viewers that this is not Eddie's fucking baby. So the dramatic irony is mm-hmm. watching Marissa try to be a good friend, and that's not even a fucking thought in her head.
0: And she was so quick as a detective, but the real and thing it is stops. tick 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 tick, tick, tick word. And then later, when she confronts Ryan about it, he was like, we were broke we were on a break pivot and she goes don't be a weak man broken up for a week which one it was longer than that for sure the oliver saga lasted eight years of everybody's life but also at what point so three weeks it's okay a year later it's okay when are you allowed to get your rocks off with somebody else when you fucking break up with somebody
1: so we are gonna do this we're gonna have the ross geller conversation
0: i just look i know he's a weak man i know that i'm not team ross for many things I stand this all day. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: that uh, I would do it almost right away because uh, if I got dumped, or even if I was the dumpy, I should have probably, or if I was the dumper, mm-hmm. uh, I probably should have been the dumpy. That's usually how it works in my life. I should have been broken up with, right. but instead I tried to like, Years before. pre-strike. Um, and I usually go for it right away because I don't know how to process pain or anything. And Nobody this says is a that way. in
0: pop culture or in the talk about this. It's like, well, it just happened. That's why he did it.
1: Right. And so I'm th- I'm thinking, oh, this. if I do this, I will immediately forget about all the things I should be thinking about. Right. That's
0: not true. For that 30 seconds, you forgot about <laughs> it for sure. Wait, do you jizz for 30 and seconds? Then it, oh, it's crazy. Or is that the whole sex time? Just jizz. Sex is like eight hours, 30-second <laughs> jizz.
1: Oh, that sounds awful.
0: But when I say eight hours, I mean uh, driving to their house. Taking the shower before and after.
1: Six hours of Super Smash Brothers.
0: Yeah, that's all sex to me. It's all pre come. I
1: wonder, though, if they're doing another thing too, which is Chino people handle things different than Newport people. Uh huh. Because.
0: Because they're like, Newport has reps to protect? So
1: so far, we found out that uh, Seth is a virgin. I guess that makes sense. Summer was a virgin Mm -hmm. before Seth. And Marissa only recently had sex when the show started to her long-term boyfriend. They were all, but when Seth talks about sex with Ryan, Ryan's like, yeah, I've done it, you know, how many,
0: not how many times, how many girls. Right. At Chino people just fuck. So is it they grow up faster out in Chino? I guess. But Newport, definitely the kids want to be adult, but don't act adult.
1: Yes, which is insane bullshit. Yes. The, that is not true show, but that is what the they're trying to do. Kids fuck everywhere. Is, Uh, I think this is a, as far as sex goes, a right side, wrong side of the track situation.
0: Interesting. So save it till it's special, but Chino, they're just throwing it out there.
1: Yeah. It's it's a thing to do. Chino's boring. One of the things we can do is fuck. Damn straight. When? The other thing, too, that you have to remember is um, they had done it before, Mm -hmm. Ryan and Teresa. And I think that always makes... It was all escapism. Yeah. It always makes sex easier because... It's
0: not even cheating if you've done it
1: before. Sort of. Like at any point people don't there's most people don't like like they don't brag about how long their list is that's right. a very small percentage a lot of people you know that's not a big deal and to not have to go through all of the typical wooing that having sex right. for the first time you just get to naturally feel comfortable plus first time
0: sex even if you have had sex with a bunch of people is always awful yeah it sucks
1: and so this is this is no big deal
0: when people are mad when people are anti-ross, I still want to dig into this. I'm glad you side with me. That You do not want to pivot from this conversation. No. Uh, I want to dig in. Dig on. Uh, what the fuck does a break mean if it doesn't... There's Because I think break is a nothing. It's, I'm too much of a coward to say we're broken up, I want, but I want to leave you on the back burner. What the fuck else does a break mean?
1: Because you're too much of a coward to say there is no break, there's only break up, and then you use the break to fuck someone else even though it, while keeping her in your clutches. So the, break up... Do or do not. There right. is no break.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying.
1: You agree? Fuck you. No break. Uh, yeah. I mean, should we take a break? But I, <laughs> no, we can't now. Because uh, I'm gonna go fuck someone. Uh, Could
0: you just uh, be on another podcast for ten minutes.
1: I do think there's people have this thing with time, right? The same thing with mourning. You must mourn for whatever society dictates. Otherwise, you never cared about that person for a single second in your life. Um, but with a breakup, the same thing as mourning, but then also break sort of means. We are spending time alone, not with other people.
0: I guess because I have done that. I do believe in that, but I don't call that a break. If you need time by yourself, I need to figure my shit out. I think just with all of this, and I know this is a lot to ask from TV, but I guess in the real life, communicate what you actually mean with your goddamn words. Don't expect the person to read your mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, but then also, like, is it okay for someone to say, I, personally, I from you want a break. So now it's sort of done, because you can't talk me out of it. And I, while we're on break, have decided that you cannot, you have to do these things that I say.
0: Well, then as the I on the other side of the negotiation table can either say, if I want it to last, be like, okay, that sucks, but I'll do it. Or say, nah, we done. Oh, so you can
1: retort and continue a conversation.
0: Art of the deal, baby. (laughs) Oh, gross. I don't just run away and go, what does it mean to my friends? And you only win if somebody else loses. Art of the deal. Is there more in Teresa or in Marissa? Should we take a break? Yeah, why don't we... Take a break! And when we come back, talk about The Bachelorette Party. For one to know the story of The Bachelorette Party, you have to backtrack a little to the start of one Haley, one Summer, and one Marissa binge-watching, before that was a phrase, The Valley. And Haley hates that. And that talking about specifically what you were specifically talking about, Ryan, the fun quotient, one fun to another fun. Ha- Julie and Haley, even though they hate each other, are very similar, which is maybe why they hurt each other. Uh, she thinks, "Isn't it bullshit? We're sitting here watching the valley while our boys are in Vegas." And there's a scotch. I think Haley's being pretty cool, but there's probably a
1: scotch of Haley saying, "Isn't it bullshit?" that uh, my two bestest besties are high school juniors. This is how I spend my life. Well, Haley, everybody else who's your age wants to beat the shit out of you with brass knuckles. Wow, you like the things that you're saying are specific in a lot of ways that you don't even mean, and don't say that sentence again. <laughs> Hit home.
0: Uh, but it was adorable. This is the kind of... If it was a sitcom that went heavy, we'd see more of this. I really enjoyed this. It, it's weird it took... 26 episodes for weird mix-ups of people to be together, finally.
1: Yeah. Also, if we were on a show, and I'm not saying that I want to be, but if we were on a show that uh, didn't have to have nonstop fucking craziness, Uh you know, these three girls could hang out. Uh, And I think the biggest problem over Haley's age is that a lot of stories that Haley has, and
0: he has a
1: lot of stories, is if she tells her current stories, it's about Marissa's dad. Oh, and we get to that because
0: Summer starts asking talk about how her dad doesn't like Seth and the other girls are weighing in. And Haley's like, your dad should never approve of the person you're banging. You think my dad approves of Jimmy Cooper? The man's a felon. And then Marissa's like, uh... And then she does not stop. She says, plus, if your dad approves, the sex isn't any good. Was that an overshare? One, it was, Haley. Double whammy. Two, his kid. You're babysitting, essentially. But I think that
1: one, I do think that she's right. Maybe not at Haley's age, but definitely at Summer and Marissa's age. You know, uh, people should not approve of your boyfriend. Right. Um, two.
0: Especially if the reasoning is he's nervous. Yes. There's so many reasons to disapprove of somebody.
1: The big thing that we did there, and maybe this was all that Haley, or I'm sorry, Summer needed to hear, is that finally Summer had to like face what she's doing. Right. Because we talked about this in our last episode. And she comes to a conclusion later on in this episode. Mm-hmm. But fucking Summer, knock the fuck off. This yeah. is ridiculous.
0: This is absurd. When Haley's saying what you're doing absurd, and it's not because you're having table manners and eating with a napkin, it's e- absurd. Even if you're going up to your dad, like even if you're
1: understanding of the fact that your dad thinks that most dudes are below you, that's cool. But how about this conversation with your dad? Uh, everything you need to know about him, you got from one lunch that anybody would yeah. be nervous at? Even the jock idiot superstar that you think
0: that i should be with yeah summer like forgot who she was because i do think she's an empathetic character and who seth what like just none of it because her daddy didn't like
1: him yeah uh, uh, what it does show us is summer's achilles heel right uh-huh. like this is the thing that affects summer the most is her dad and that's cool but i think it, the this episode and the last episode take it too far mm. the other thing about summer's dad uh, or guys like summer's dad is that if if, if like, Summer's dad is watching Seth come in and just being a nervous Nelly weirdo, if Seth came in and was a super cocky asshole, he would hate him the hate exact him same more. amount. You so know what a good dad does?
0: Hey, chill out. You don't have to say I'm the cool dad. That's something I would say, which is apparently something no cool people would ever say.
1: Well, Summer's dad didn't turn his chair around and sit in it backwards, so we know he's not the cool dad. Mm,
0: but you tell the kid to chill out. Give him a fucking pass. At some point, you're into something other than stocks and bonds. Here's what I do. I buy him a martini, I jerk him off real quick, and then now we can now all Now we're all relax. good. Yeah. That's a healthy relationship with your kid's significant other. That's how cool dads talk, by the way.
1: <laughs> they, you talk, the way that you talk is like if a bobblehead learned to talk. Yes. It's the same thing.
0: Cool dad. We're just jerking teens off.
1: Uh, which is... The thing that I like about you, like, you have so much integrity that this is the exact way that you sound on the stand in court. Like Your
0: honor, is- I did not realize what was going on. So, yes, Kirsten says, classy bachelorette at the Cohen's house. Uh, and Julie is still like, strippers, strippers. Unbeknownst to Julie and for the proof that Kirsten does really care about her, she goes to Haley and says, hey, you know a bunch of strippers. Bring some of them to my house, please.
1: Now, if you were in Haley's position, are you taking offense to this, or are you like, yeah, we're all good at our own things?
0: No, yeah, we're all. Th- I'm just glad to be included. <laughs> Somebody's asking me for help. It's so rare that my skill set gets to be here. Do you want a gram? <laughs> and you know, Haley was packing that too. Oh, and for sure. Some of the noobsies were like, "Well, it is a bachelorette party." The other
1: thing too that I understand uh, from Juku, aside from her uh, love of fireman dick, is. Classy bachelorette party from Kirsten is going to look the same as every party they have every night.
0: Except less. The, the quotient of people will fall down. No dudes, no teenagers to punch each other into the pool. So it's only the noobsies who you hate? Come on, yeah, man. I don't want that shit. Can't we go to Palm Springs at least? <laughs> I mean, if you're saying I'd rather go to Palm
1: Springs than this party, that's this party has problems.
0: It's it's just so normal. That is just a Friday night at the Coen's. Right.
1: So a classy gotta Friday. So you shake it
0: up. Get those firemen who have the opening line of, is it hot in here or is it just me? I just want to be able to say that once without laughter and snot coming out of people's noses.
1: A slightly less classy Cohen party is what, Cheeto Puffs instead of the Crunchies? Uh-huh.
0: They're just the fucking Bucket-O-Puffs. <laughs> and
1: everyone gets their own bucket. It's Edward Bucket-O-Puff hands. Uh-huh. You have to tape them to your hands.
0: <laughs> you can't pee. <laughs> Until but then every- it just
1: turn- you turn into Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Just bonk, bonk. But your hands are clean. That's yeah. the problem with eating a bucket of yeah, Cheetos. I mean, your face is <laughs> covered in cheesy paste. You look like Donald Trump, author of Art of the Deal. Art of the Deal.
0: I refuse to do a Trump impression. I'm just going to growl it. i Donald funny. Trump. Yeah. It's a hey lot like your uh, Tom Lykus, by the way. It's my Tom Likas. It's any gross older dude. It's uh, stripper DJs. Summer's dad. So- Say, God. Seth, how you doing today? Hey. Have a martini. Eat this breadstick. Let me jerk you off. What are we doing out there? It's Seth and Summer's Dad in the morning.
1: He doesn't even know his own name? I understand that, <laughs> and I don't understand how we don't know his name, but he doesn't even
0: know his name? Reginald? It's probably Reginald. It's probably goddamned Reginald. He, in- there's no way he hasn't had business dealings with Caleb, right? Well, no, he's a surgeon, he's like a real person. Oh, okay. I ignored it. I saw a suit, and I don't fucking pay attention to suits, man.
1: A suit and salt and pepper hair.
0: Like, yeah. once you get to a certain age,
1: you move what out of whatever career, at least in Newport, yeah. out of whatever career you're in into shady business dealings.
0: Right. Are the deal. He's dressed like it. Blue shirt, white collar, I assume. Was that look ever hip? Is it Gordon Gecko? Yeah. And uh NFL owners. It looks so sleazy. Yeah. But that, there's no way just innately sleazy, right? There's just been so many sleazeballs who dress like that. I think it's just
1: hard for dudes to be flashy. Like, mm-hmm. they have to peacock with their terrible sexist attitudes because their clothes are so dumb. Not because. There's other reasons. But mm-hmm. that's the form of, like, looking, you know, separate from everybody else is blue shirt, white collar, or blue collar, white shirt. That's the oh, wild bunch. You can't have blue collar. Then people will think that you are. Look at his blue collar. I don't care
0: that his suit costs more than my house. He's blue collar. Should
1: plumbers have to wear blue shirts with white
0: collars? Yes, And just the biggest, a plunger at the end of their tie. (laughs) So the strippers come in. Everybody has a good old time. Well, one
1: stripper comes in and Julie's like, this is good, but this is all that happens because this is real life and Kirsten threw this and we're not on a TV show.
0: And then, three more strippers! And then there's a bunch more strippers. Do you know what I loved? 2003, we've dogged on OCD. Nope, the OCD is great. We've dogged on the OC for its lack of diversity. The strippers ran the gamut. There was a sexy Asian man. In 2018, it's where you see a sexy Asian man. That guy was fucking beefy. Was super into it. So were the noopsies. It was a blast. Julie was like, is there a table? I should just dance on the table right now?
1: If you were a stripper. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we have talked about for a while. We dabbled in. We took classes, but ultimately we felt that uh, we're we're more of like classically trained dancers. Yes, not give me a Swan Lake. Right. Um, do you think that you would go with like the obvious career choice as the like the thing that you're taking the clothes off of, or would you do something that's like? H&R Block Polo, I'm going to get these girls all the way down and then get them up when they see my abs.
0: Who ordered a geek squad? Because Fireman's number fucking one, right? Yeah, Fireman's number one with a hose. Policeman's number one with a bullet. Uh, yeah, A fun twist, a returning veteran whose family hasn't seen him in years and uh, uh, oh. That is, That's getting the girls wet in their eyes and their bottom eyes. Dog, just a fucking German shepherd dressed like that. There
1: are those parties, too. Like shining parties? Yeah. Where wait, you can just find a guy dressed as a dog to blow you?
0: Is that, oh, that is a shining party, my friend. I'm the hedge maze. Uh,
1: but yeah, like, Fireman is definitely yeah, the go-to, stock. and for good reason.
0: Because it's so hot, and you're doing well? Mm-hmm. And there's so many layers. I think that's there's very few male costumes or uniforms that have layers, and Firemen have a lot inherently.
1: What about, like, Dark Universe, Universal uh you have your vampire your werewolf mm. your a creature your frankenstein your
0: creature from the black lagoon i would i would be that kind of stripper i think geek squad and luke already gave us the geek squad strippers uh, i'm here to defrag your hard drive that's <laughs> fucking hot
1: and you get that tiny car to drive around in. yeah
0: boop, boop. and you know what tiny car means big old dick <laughs> i'm not gonna be coy i'm a stripper
1: yeah, that's true. All those weird things that you say at work at your normal job, now you, when you say them, they're fine.
0: Now it makes sense. Do we have to take a break and then get wrap up this party? No, let's do it real quick. Wrap it up. So, Julie's dancing. I love, Kiki set this up, but still calls Sandy and just delightfully, like, exasperated, but, like, there are four firefighters stripping on our tables. She calls, she calls up her husband and she says, oh my God, Sandy, they're dancing. <laughs> and he, I went, they're the best couple ever. Uh, he's just like, ha! That's hilarious. I'm in Vegas and your dad sucks.
1: And this gets me to my Sandy wisdom because I've been around a lot of these people mm-hmm. uh, that dance for money. That's why I'm so good at not judging them. Um, Sandy, but Sandy wisdom, Sandy's wisdom is correct. Keep them off the furniture. Yeah, like, their their uh, dirty butt cheeks should not hit any of my couches
0: because they're they're sweaty. I don't care how much glitter's on that butt. That's a sweaty ass crack. Oh no, glitter does not keep butts clean.
1: You can't choose, like, should I use the toilet paper or the glitter?
0: No, I've tried. It's just double itchy. <laughs> double itchy that way. So, wait, hold
1: on. That's itchy from your unwiped butt and then also the
0: glitter. Glitter itchy. That's double, yes. Yeah. Uh, coal miners also get that kind of itchy butthole from the silica dust. The stripper, the main stripper, who I thought was Dax Shepard, he just might be a Dax type, uh, ask Julie what she's doing after. And I do love, Julie's like, uh... I'm getting married. And it's not a class thing. I think for one second, she's like, that's an insane thing to ask. Until he's like, yeah, but you're not married tonight. Look at this fireman abs. And then do you think Haley, Julie accuses Haley of putting him up to it so to ruin the wedding. Do you think that's what was happening? Or is she just talking to her bud?
1: This is very interesting. This is both my favorite and least favorite part of this episode. Because it was very hard to tell. And Haley's definitely capable Mm -hmm. of sabotaging the wedding by asking not even right. pain. Just asking one of her stripper friends, bang out this Riverside fake noopsy hoe, and I'll high five you. Like, yeah, I, I would just you appreciate. Got laid. It. And so Julie thinks that she gets in on this plan. She figures it out mm-hmm. uh, when she hears that Haley set up all the strippers. But when she confronts Haley, Haley genuinely does not know what she talks
0: about. Is Haley doing a good job of covering it up? This isn't that show. She would be. You, we would know. I think it was a plan. Right. She smirks because I do think Julie laid all her cards on yes, the table. Yes, because
1: in order to accuse Haley of that, Julie also has to say, I was about to fuck that guy. Look at and- all the
0: cash in my hand I would have paid your friend.
1: Um, and she has as much cash in her hand, $500, as Summer just carries around. We'll get to that later. Um, but then, so that's, that was an interesting part. Like, I don't know if Julie's right or not. But then we get to, I think, what is the worst part of the episode, which is the Haley and Julie slap fight. You're a bitch, you're a bitch, throw in the pool.
0: Jeffrey, which is not a stripper's name. It should be Dax. Joffrey. Joffrey might be a stripper, but honey, you're a whore. That's a hilarious line. But then yes. slap fight, slap fight, pool. They call each other. I think
1: Julie says, uh, shut up, bitch. And mm-hmm. then Haley says, Don't call me a bitch, bitch. And then Julie's like, Don't don't call me a bitch, bitch. You're a bitch, bitch. All the way home. Uh <laughs> and then going into the pool, maybe I've watched too much OC. Too recently, many pools. But this felt like a quota they had to hit, you know?
0: And it hit the quota, also hit our have another one Kirsten, because she even she's like, quota, and just poured more champagne to watch them fight. Uh-huh. I, the whole time, was like, well, somebody could drown. I don't belong on TV. I'm concerned <laughs> with dumb things.
1: Well, these girls, at least in Newport, they do two things before a fight. They take out their earrings, they put on their water wings, and then they dive in.
0: I love safety that. Safety first. They remember the safety first rap. Take off the earrings, put on your water rings, fight, fight, bitch, bitch, fight, fight, bitch. But man, can you
1: imagine going to your father's wedding Mm -hmm. uh, thinking that you just got in a slap fight, bitch fight, pool fight with the bride? That's got to be the most awkward thing that happens before the wedding, Mike.
0: I'll see you that and raise you. Can you imagine going to your ex-wife's wedding knowing you had just punched at the groom the night before? We're bleeding into other storylines and into other episodes.
1: I was trying to set you up with a perfect segue into a break in the next segment oh we should uh, take a break
0: let's get to the boys in vegas they roll out of the douchiest guy fieri red flaming limo at the hard rock hotel which to be fair at the time
1: was that cool or has that always been terrible the hard rock i think it used to be cool that limo let's start with the limo
0: Always do she. It seems if Seth was a real guy, or if Seth was us, because we used to be Seth, you would do that mockingly. But at no point did Seth wink, which means the show writers just thought this was cool at the time. I gotta say though,
1: and I think that I am confident saying this because we're so cool that even us knocking us back a peg leaves us still super cool. We that's the kind of thing that we would do ironically, Mm -hmm. but the amount that we enjoyed it. And how much uh-huh. we think everyone around us like thinks we're cool Suckers. would probably override the irony.
0: I'm wearing all this Ed Hardy for a year, ironically. Uh, they roll into the. Uh, Seth apparently stole his granddad's credit card, changed the hotel reservations for seven people, and got the penthouse of the Hard Rock. You got the penthouse? The penthouse, which means the concierge is there to greet you and give you tours. Uh, you have a bowling alley in. I have to assume this is real. I think the Hard Rock like front of the money for this episode we definitely
1: have to talk about that who paid more for this episode the city of vegas Mm -hmm. who was big like this was the kickoff of their uh uh what happens in vegas stays in vegas campaign okay las vegas paid more or the hard rock paid more or neither one and the oc just blew a chance to make a lot of money
0: not that one i think vegas pr went in hard and hard rock covered most of it that's my guess to all they have to do is talk up the hard rock and say you know what happens vegas stays in vegas I do love Vegas's new campaign which is like we're not sleazy you can hang out alone or with your family the grand canyons right here. Yeah and if you
1: <laughs> and if you pause the episode halfway through Vegas seems a little dirty until you realize that one most of the shitty stuff that happens is uh on the underground. Uh-huh. Vegas does not condone that and two don't why would you pause the episode halfway through finish it and yeah. by by the end Vegas is just like you know we thought we were in a lot of trouble, but the city of Vegas not only didn't get us in that trouble, but saved us because it's wonderful.
0: <laughs> right, Thanks, Captain Vegas.
1: <laughs> get those ruffians out of there. So I do think that the answer is D, I guess, both, because as great as Vegas looks at the end of this, I mean, there are lines where yeah. uh, Cal's like, uh, I thought we were going to Caesars, and six people at the same time in unison say like, Caesar's Palace is for old people. The Hard Rock Hotel and Casino is the greatest place
0: you can go. Bowling Alley. Because Cal is so rich, it's not. Caesar's is for the wealthy older people. Hard Rock is for wealthy younger people. And like all the. Who's watching the OC though, Mike? All the locals are like, ooh, Hard Rock Penthouse, you must have money. Slopping the knob of the Hard Rock Hotel. Slopping
1: the knob of the Hard Rock Hotel. Oh, because we're at the intro to the uh, Hard Rock Casino.
0: Uh huh.
1: Uh, we should get to musical moment. Yes. Although there are many songs, I think that this one is a slam dunk because what we have here—I don't know if you remember this—is the premiere, the highly publicized premiere of a Beastie Boys song. Check to check 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 to check it out. Wait, that was the premiere. This was the premiere, and it did not debut. Like the album was still months away. Whoa. But or I think it might have been a greatest hits album where this was the only new song. Uh huh. And the OC really pumped up the fact that this was on there. Great for the OC, great, uh, bad for the Beastie Boys. I don't know what's going on, but the song appears twice heavily.
0: Yes. That is, I agree. It, it's a great, like, montage, jumping song. around, energetic song for yes. sure. The only lines I know are check it out, and I checked that hard rock out. Mm-hmm. What else could I do? The song was demanding I check, 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 check it out. When was that? I know it played a second time. Was it a different montage? Yeah, just later on. It wasn't like seedier montage time. And I don't know if, do you have to pay money
1: twice? Or, like, once you buy the rights to a song for an episode, can you just use it
0: as often as you want? Th- that has to be in the negotiations. This is why people come to the OCD. I want to know the behind contracts. the scenes business. Contracts. People love contracts and wheelings and dealings out of the deal.
1: But I am old enough to remember it in the commercial. Like, tune into this week's episode of the OC debuting the new Beastie Boys song. Mm-hmm. And this was right at, and this is why it's hard for me to know does this make the OC cool? Does this make the Beastie Boys lame? Because this is right in the, in the in-between the in of the O.C. on the Up and Up and the Beastie Boys is like, we're still here, remember? Yeah.
0: I, they probably both felt good about it. I'm fine with it.
1: And, and, you know, now in 2018, we don't use that term sellout anymore. No. So now we can just say it's great.
0: And that really hurt Real Big Fish. That was like their number two song, and now we just don't even use that term? Yeah, it's true. So but, they, they just bleep it when they play it live. They also sang check, 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 to check it out. Oh, the sky cover, that's a lot of fun. So, the boys, uh, the young ones, who get carted instantly, and she's like, it'd be a shame if something happened to your hotel room, because she's smart. Uh, she's the one person in the world who knows they're underage and treats them as such, uh, have decided, that, well, we'll just wander around and figure out how to make money. There's more than one casino. And the, the adults, Jimmy is, who knows, Jimmy's just eating lobster alone in every buffet he can get his hands on. And Cal and Sandy are playing some sort of live-action Wile E. Coyote roadrunner, where Cal is constantly trying to get out from Sandy's thumb to go make a shady business deal. And Sandy's like, I smell trouble, and finds him.
1: And Sandy, at this point, isn't for sure. And as a lawyer, he never wants to jump until he has all the facts.
0: Uh But has probably
1: just enough evidence to know that something shady is going on.
0: And it, yeah, he just, I, Sandy just walks in and is like, I got facts. He's a hardcore nar- detective lawyer. He's
1: got facts and he's got Cal. Like, yeah. it's always a good idea to look at Cal. Jimmy being Jimmy is like, who gives a shit? Cal's an asshole, but we got our money we and nothing money. else matters.
0: Let's run. I'm going to go bet it all on black.
1: And it But it doesn't feel like one of the big differences between Sandy and uh, Jimmy is that it's not like Jimmy, or I'm sorry, Sandy wants more money. He just doesn't like the injustice, you yes. know? Like, doesn't want to let anybody get away. For better or worse, that's how Sandy is.
0: Yeah, it's injustice and a nose for the story. Like, he just, he wants to lay it all out there. And Cal's up to something. Sandy's more than loving his wife and son. He loves fucking spoken Cow's wheels. So he finds out about the secret dinner, shows up with, apparently this dude owns all of Southern California Coastline, except the one restaurant.
1: <laughs> hey, everyone knows what it's like to own... Uh, two of the greens, but not the middle green, and you want to build some goddamn hotels.
0: And what I love about Sandy is normally he like pushes people's buttons, backs off. He just keeps hitting the gas at this dinner. He just is like, "Well, we had a partner who dropped out because he went behind," and like he just lays it all out. And he never says, "Cal." It's the whole, "I say enough," and then your reaction lets the guy know what's up.
1: This reminded me of um, Sandy overhearing a conversation between Julie and a different Noopsie at a coffee shop, uh-huh. and sat down at their table, right. ate their food, and was very Power move. brazen. Yes. It's, I think that's such a powerful food. Eat other people's food in front of them. Uh, and it, I think it takes two things. One, tana uh, ton and two, there is a little charm that you need. Mm-hmm. Because if you or I or a normal person did this, we would look like a fucking psychopath.
0: You have to be charming the person who doesn't really know you.
1: Right. So this guy is interested in Sandy because although this is insane that somebody who is not dressed for this restaurant just no. sits down and starts talking, Sandy is able to do it in a way where it's it's crazy, but also I think I'm going to keep listening to this guy.
0: And because he's like, here's a story, and just like lays out a yarn. Yeah, he's also very interesting.
1: Most people are like, here's a story. Uh, the other day, no, wait. Two days ago. Uh, uh, who was
0: there? What,
1: oh, man. Was it? Uh, I can't remember. I Hold on. I was listening to the Beastie Boys. And you're
0: trying to fuck the other person over, but the security is coming in. They're like, <laughs> yeah. boring story. Get out of here. That's the
1: other thing that uh, TV and movie characters always know how to do is security is this far, X far
0: away. So this is how much time I have. So things are crumbling for Cal because Sandy's fucking him that way. Cal, they were also talking about the future and Cal's like, oh, I bought a house. Yeah. Uh, and Sandy's like, for who? And he's like, well, Marissa's moving in with us. And Sandy's like, what the fuck? Because Jimmy's going to buy a house.
1: So going back to before, Sandy's upset because he got played, right? Mm-hmm. Cal Cal paid $5 million for this property. He's going to sell it to Robert Duval. Covington uh, for $100 million. Right. So he kept Sandy and Jimmy from getting their liquor license and then paid them more than they thought it was worth to get so much more. So much more. And even then, I think that Jimmy would be okay hearing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Jimmy
1: would be like, hey, man, people are shady.
0: I know that. So this is all fine. Except that he's also stealing Jimmy's daughter. The reason Jimmy wants to buy a house. He, does, he sold fucking Caitlyn forever ago. He does not give a shit about Caitlyn, <laughs> but he's about to steal Marissa from him. The one reason he has to go on. And then Jimmy fucking... Jimmy can't Jimmy? Like, Jimmy is so mad he's no longer jimmy he goes up and punches Cal right in the fucking eye. So Sandy claims he was about to punch him.
1: I'm not sure if that's true. I don't think so. But Jimmy lays him the fuck out. In that way, that only happens on TV where, oh, I can't get up from that. That was so good of a punch. Yeah. Like, that was such a good punch. Right in the eye, no permanent damage, perfect shiner. Uh, One thing I was wondering, though, is this, uh, like, a little, like, analogy or whatever that the show is doing. Um, The show takes place in a certain area of the world, and now we have Caleb going from, like, upright to down. Now he's south. Now he's southern Cal, which is where the OC is. Was that all a thing
0: they were doing, do you think? I don't know, but that was so Cal.
1: (laughs) That was so fucking
0: Cal to just lay down there and lay it all out for everybody. Hey man,
1: if you want to buy a car, go see Cal. So now now we've established the fact that uh, Cal's daughter, Uh the daughter of the groom, has now beat up, or trying to beat up, the bride. The son-in-law of the groom has was about to beat up the bride, but instead the ex-husband of the bride, or a beat-up (laughs) Cal, but the ex-husband of the bride beat up the groom instead.
0: I think that's all clear. There's a lot going on. So that's what the adults are up to. (laughs) That's how you would be adult. What are the boys up to? Checking out that poolside pool.
1: Yeah, I can't believe, I'm just now realizing it, but all of the adults in this episode were children, and I can't believe how adult the children were. Yeah, they.
0: I'm going to just count cards and help out a friend with a baby, like you do. Uh... The most unrealistic thing in any OC episode is they are by a Vegas pool and people are in it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just dancing near it while you and me and other fat friends are just hovering in the pool being like, why is nobody in this pool with us?
1: Most Vegas pools are uh, hundreds of people around the pool drunk as shit while one toddler drowns at the bottom.
0: <laughs> Come on, guys! That's, you can talk, that toddler. Uh, while they're sitting in the pool, a girl with a book walks up and says, I need to kiss you. And Seth goes, what? And then she kisses him hard. Uh, because the guy is looking for her. And Summer calls right then, and she goes, I need to kiss you again, which is not true. If you've already established you're with these people who are guests, you don't need to do it again. That was a power move. She knew Summer was on the phone and kissed Seth again.
1: Because these two are marks? Yes. We- let's just lay it all out. We're not, we're not narrators. Out. We're not trying to tell a story. This girl who comes up, they're talking about, like, uh, it's time to move on, we should hook up, we should party. And then a uh, smoke show runs up kisses Seth right on the mouth so the security guards don't kick her out of the pool. Uh, and it turns out that she actually, we find this out later, is a prostitute. Yes. Okay.
0: Who leads them to a... She said she lies and says she's a college student. Leads them to a high stakes... You can be both, Mike. Don't that's be an true. asshole. Uh, high stakes. A lot of people are doing it in the school's libraries now. Oh, yeah? Uh, I mean, according to the internet. Pornhub. Uh, the, she leads them to a high stakes dirty poker game and Ryan wins some money. And then they leave, and this is the one flash of shitty Seth in a while, is Ryan's up, he's like, we got Teresa's money, and says so like, keep playing, just keep playing, because I need to get that dick wet, which is a weird thing to yell at your friend in the middle of a bar. Right. But instead, they go back to the penthouse, because she has friends, and tries to hit, him, hit on him hard, and Summer barges in, because I'm assuming she flew, she didn't do that five hour drive. Maybe, yeah. She flew with $500 in her pocket.
1: If uh, you have five hundred dollars in your tiny fifteen-year-old purse, you can probably also afford plane tickets for
0: sure. And that's only an hour. Yeah, we should go to Vegas now. Right. See ya. Just hang out the Grand Canyon, take a spa.
1: So it's hard to know when this hooker uh, mm. really chose them to be marks. Like, did she really just need to get around security and kiss them and thought it would be over, or and then found out that they should be marks when she found out they had the Hard Rock penthouse? Was it the entire time?
0: I think the penthouse, because she couldn't have known that, they looked like country mouses. They were looking around slackjawed, saying, we should hook up and or win a bunch of money. So it all, maybe a little bit of a mark, and then she kept going all in.
1: One of the things I really liked about this episode is that Seth and Ryan are so established that they all, like anything in the world, you can just, you know that Ryan is good at, even if you've never heard about mm-hmm. it before, or Seth is good at. And so gambling, cards, poker, Right. We were talking about how he's good at counting cards, which right. you don't do in poker. But, I mean, he's he's a kid from the wrong side of the tracks from Chino. I'm sure he's good he's at poker. He's watched
0: rounders at timer 14. Right. If somebody threw him a uh, spray paint can, he's good oh, at tagging. He can he, tag, he, he can tag it sure. up. Can he beat Boxy? You know he can.
1: So I actually do buy that, and it's a good way to get around a scene or two where we have to learn that he learned how to play poker from some uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. What I bought less was Trucker Hat, who is his opponent the entire day uh-huh. for both sessions of poker um, getting mad at him for winning. Right. This is not the Old West. People win. They just but they win. they
0: definitely treat it like it was the but Old West. But they
1: treated like the Old West. And then Ryan coming up with the plan, he borrows money from uh-huh. the girl, says, uh, I need more money because I lured him into a trap right. by purposefully losing all my money because I won so much before and now he feels now confident and, and I'm going to take it all. Do you buy that? That seems like a risky plan.
0: Yeah. A I mean, gamble, if a, you will. Oh They listen to Kenny Loggins. I'm just showing all my cards. You got to know when to hold them. But, Ryan, you also got to know when to fold them.
1: I, uh, honestly, at a real table, don't do that. If you take one of your cards and you fold it in half, people are going to freak. Don't bend the cards. Look at the
0: football. Look at the football. <laughs> don't be that guy. Uh, yeah, be, oh, so the reason they go back is... The skeevy guy who's in everything. Yes. Little redhead scrawny ginger. The Ben uh, Mendelssohn of that generation. The human rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that guy a lot. It sucks that his, but he does not look tough. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you gotta give me five grand.
1: You might know him as the guy who got Jason Street into Murder Ball on Friday Night Lights.
0: Mm. He's on all of
1: her favorite shows mm-hmm. for an
0: episode. Please don't say all of her, but yes. Uh, and so they go back, and that's why they owe five fucking grand for hanging out. Today. It's weird. I, I've, Never pimped. But it's so weird to be like, you owe me this money because you hung out. Be like, well, one, we didn't sleep together. Two, no contracts are signed. Three, call my lawyer dad. Why didn't he stop and do that? Because,
1: well, one, the uh, obvious answer is TV show. Sure. But uh, the other answer is two, um, you can see that these are kids and muscle, like, they don't want to get the shit kicked out of them. Right. And I think that when people like Seth and Ryan – are intimidated like i think this guy has the ability to intimidate not just like i'm gonna give you a black eye like cal just got i'm gonna take it mm-hmm. i'm gonna take a fingernail off right pound you know of
0: flesh yeah a pound of fingernail there's this gross ass fingernail. let him take it fine thank you all of this leads the whole episode leads to the sweetest line of sandy to kirsten and i guess they have a 5 a.m flight because she's still asleep and she's like i thought you loved the vegas because he's like i love being home he's like well i love the vegas because it Makes me so happy to see you again. I don't think he means it, but every husband should say that every once in a while. As a
1: person, though, as like two people who have been to Vegas a million times, I do believe that that is a large part of going to Vegas, is because eventually you get to leave Vegas, and that is the best feeling.
0: My eyes aren't dry anymore. No fucking Elvis is screaming Viva Las Vegas.
1: You don't have the uh, Triscuit Cracker boogers. Oh. You're not covered with uh, the uh, prostitute cards that you're (laughs) handed every second in Vegas.
0: You're not covered in Trisket crackers that your friend poured on you while you're sleeping?
1: People who don't go to Vegas a lot uh, don't understand that hookers are both for sex and a collectible baseball card system <laughs> where you can see if you can get the whole set.
0: I just, just, I, one more pack and I know I can do it. Do you have awards to give out? Awards? Yes, I do. Give me, we've done Musical Moment, we've done Sandy Wisdom. Oh, my Sandy Wisdom was uh, when he's on the phone with Kiki and they're talking about their respective crazy nights. She's like, there was a drunken fight, and he was like, Haley and Julie? He just instantly <laughs> knew who. She said two words. So your sandy
1: wisdom that you're passing on to our audience is always know, always know who's going to fight. Julie were in a fight? That's fucking weird and bad. Uh, my orange couture uh, is one person, one character threatens another character with, uh, if you don't do what I say, I will show everyone the picture of you wearing culottes. Usually with orange... What's couture? a culotte? I don't know. Usually <laughs> with uh, Orange Couture, it's like, what did they wear? Uh-huh. But this one is like, if you wear culottes in Orange County, and I think what they are, it's like uh, if you cut a, a dress up the middle and then sewed it together, so it's like big MC Hammer oh.
0: dress leg pants. Which are back in style two years ago. Uh, okay, good. Good for culottes. <laughs> uh, my Orange Couture is pool fight clothes. If you are living in an OC, you're going to get thrown in that pool and be dripping wet in nice-ass clothes.
1: I would always have my phone in my hand ready to throw to the side of the pool because yeah. every party, I'm going in that fucking pool.
0: I know when the future hit is in high school, I pushed, a year before I pushed somebody to the pool and it was hilarious. A year later, I pushed somebody to the pool and everyone got real mad at me because a phone died. Mm-hmm. How was I supposed to know? Also, they died. So. Well, yeah, I couldn't swim. Do you have a comic connection? Yeah, comic connection
1: is their fake ID names. One name I recognize, which is C.B. Sobolski, who back then was a Marvel writer. And is now, today, the Marvel editor-in-chief. Whoa. And that was a little bit controversial, Mike. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, it was a little bit weird because, one, never wrote a good book. That that doesn't mean that he's not a good editor-in-chief. Could be a good
0: leader. But, yeah.
1: I mean, maybe he's good at decisions, but never a good writer. Always like that hacky, middle ground kind of, you know, how even though they have five good writers, they still have to produce 40 comics uh-huh. until you hire a bunch of Cebolskys. Uh But... People were surprised when he became editor-in-chief because uh, there was a controversy like 10 years ago where they hired a new writer that uh, it was like stories, I think, about Wolverine in Japan. Uh-huh. And they hired a Japanese writer to write it. But what it actually was was C.B. Sabolski, who gave himself a, himself a Japanese oh, name yeah. and didn't tell anybody that he was ghostwriting, or not ghostwriting, Lying. had a nom de plume that uh, was Japanese, which would make them more accurate, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's all bullshit.
1: It's fucking weird, and especially now, like it's 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 a weird thing to do at any point, but especially now, it's uh, it's not good. And then for them to just disregard that when they pick their editor in chief, when yeah. I mean, there's so many other hacky writers they could pick,
0: a dime a dozen those hacky ass writers. Anything else? Any other awards? Oh yeah, I think sorry. we burned through them all.
1: Uh, and then finally, of course, that is all.
0: <laughs> of course, that is all. Thank you to the Hall of Phonics for that lovely, lovely skis you gave us. Ryan, website. yourpopfilter.com
1: is where you can go to get all of the stuff we produce, which includes all of our podcasts, all of our art, not all of our articles. You actually have to uh, do something else. We'll get to that in a second. But some of our articles, some of our podcasts, yourpopfilter.com, it is our mothership.
0: Those other articles Ryan is alluding to, you can go over to patreon.com slash filter And for a nominal fee, does that mean minimal? Yeah, it's like... It's like a what? A nom de bloom fee. There you go. We'll give you a new name. Uh, Pick a tier, Support us and get all extra kinds of tent. Specifically, nope, this already happened. So Winter Raffle comes out once a year. That person already has all their great gifts, their T-shirt, their books, their drawings, their keychains, their mugs. So you should be jealous. Go over to Patreon.com slash YourPupFilter to find out who won all that stuff. How else could they support us?
1: You can go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. There is a link. If you make that your new Amazon bookmark, uh, everything costs the same to you, but we get a little bit of help with everything that you buy. It's not a lot, but we don't need
0: a lot. Hit us up on Twitter at Your Pop Filter. Email us anything you want. Contact at yourpopfilter.com or scream into a phone when you call one five six two. Dr. DJ Pop. That's one five six two. Dr. DJ Pop. That's a robot associate. One of his hands is a Bernie Mac album, and his other hand is a Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> he he's going through a phase. Uh, he will put your voice on this very show if you scream "Welcome to the OCD bitch" at the beginning of your voicemail or at the end. We'll listen to the whole thing, no matter what. Ryan, do you know what's happening next week? Oh, well, I think that
1: uh, we're gonna start like this one final run of like 10 more episodes in the first season?
0: We have about 10 episodes left, Mike. No, my friend. Please don't say. It is the season finale of the no. first season of the OC and it's the wedding of the century. Latro. California.